The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is our first actual live edition of Real Life Real Estate Investing for four solid months. And I'm happy and grateful to be here with you again. Um, Not here in the sense that I usually am, where Mike and I and the guests are all sitting in the same room, but rather here with you on my cell phone, sitting on my couch with my computer in front of me ready to answer your questions via email. It's been a it's been a strange few months for all of us and it's been um, weighing on me that I wasn't able to come into the station and do shows because there's a lot of stuff going on in the investor world right now. There's a lot of opportunities, there's a lot of challenges. I you know I had a lot of potential guests who had lots to say about it. I had lots to say about it. And we're experimenting with this uh, stay-at-home version of stay-at-home for me as well as you of real-life real estate investing until we get the all-clear to come back to Maple Knoll Village, which could honestly be a while. So I thought that we would relaunch the program with the most important thing that I could think of, which is advice from experienced real estate investors about what you should be doing at this particular juncture in history where we've got a bunch of different stuff going on all at once and are staring down the throat of a pretty sizable recession Although none of us who are probably still active investing in investing have gone through um, a pandemic before in our lifetimes, there are many, many, many of us who have gone through economic hard times, who have figured out the code on that, who have figured out how to get out there and help people who need help and prosper while we're doing that. And to help me with this discussion, I have brought on Mr. Bill Cook, who ironically was one of the last few guests that I think I had before uh, all of this stuff got shut down um, because he was he was uh, supposed to come to Cincinnati and do a uh, three-day seminar that, uh, of course, got, got scrubbed and ended up being online with Cincinnati REA. Uh, but we were talking in a very different way back then than I think we're going to end up talking today. Uh, he is joining me from his RV in Kentucky. Bill, are you there? I am here. 
How you doing, Vina? Ah, whoa, that delay about gave me a heart attack. <laughs> I can't. Sorry about that. I can't. Well, you know, I can't see Mike, who normally, like, if there was a problem with the guest's phone, would be giving me signals that he's going to fix it, and I should stretch <laughs> while while he does that. Um, so, Bill, let's let's start out with just sort of an overview of what we're seeing going on in the market. One of one of the reasons that I sort of wanted you to be the first guest here is that you are in pretty constant contact with just on the ground investors from all over the country. I know you're right now you're at a at a what you call RV RIA <laughs> with some other RVers who happen to be investors. I know you did a mastermind last week and that you're on the phone all the time with people from all over the country. What what reports are you hearing about what's happening in the market in different places in the country? Again, I mean, we compare notes on this, and I think we both kind of get the same thing because, again, you have a very, you know, you have a national footprint, and so sort of the folks know in the radio land that we compare notes. You know, there's a number of us that, that talk to people from around the country, and we're always getting together comparing notes. What are you hearing there? What are you, you know, what, what's going on? And what I'm hearing is really kind of three things. Number one is you have people who are watching the news all the time. They're absolutely terrified. It's chicken little, the sky is falling, oh, my God, run for cover. And then you have people who are kind of in the middle that are, okay, some bad times out there. If something comes along, I might do something. They're still kind of on the sidelines. And then the third group you have, a lot of those are some of the really experienced investors in the country. And there's an old saying that says, in chaos, there's opportunity. And right now, there's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of people with real estate problems, with real estate questions, because as real estate investors, our job is not to buy, sell, or rent houses. Our job is to stop people's real estate problems. And there's a lot of problems out there. You know, what do you do, or what's coming, or what's happening next year, or whatever. And the people who are experienced, who've been doing this for a while, are able to best answer those questions and they're turning and burning right now. They're, they're doing well. Vina, is that what you're seeing? Yes, and there's there's a, a number of sort of specific issues that I'm hearing people talk about. Um, obviously, there's the problem that some folks have uh, residents living in their rental properties that have now been there for four or five months without paying rent, and that that is you know, causing a financial strain for the rental housing provider that is still attempting to make his mortgage payments and his tax payments and his insurance payments, his utility payments and all of that sort of stuff, um, which I think is, is the most obvious thing that people probably know about. There's, there's some other things going on. Um, uh, a lot of the hard money lenders, like the, like the corporate hard money lenders in the market have pulled way back on loans that they are willing to make and more so the rates at which they're willing to make them. Uh, they've, they've, they've all got policies now about you, you must put 15 or 20 or 30% down, which is new. Many of them are raising their points and closing costs and qualification criteria, raising, raising the minimum credit score they will look at. And the reason for that is that a couple of the big secondary buyers or, or, or the lenders who lend to the lenders, if you will, 
just mm-hmm. just closed their doors back in back in late March, early April, and said we're we're not doing anything until we figure out what's happening here. And that, of course, is impacting not only the retailers out there, but also the wholesalers who sell to the retailers. I got a bunch of panic calls in early April from wholesalers saying, I've, I've, I've got this property under contract. The guy who was going to buy it and has been working on it for two weeks or three weeks just called me and said he can't do it because his lender's not lending. Is he pulling my leg or is this for real? And it's, it's absolutely for real. Um, that seems to be loosening up a little bit right now, but we're going to see these we're going to see these ripple effects coming from not us not not knowing what the market is doing, but the service providers who we work with to do our daily business not knowing what the market is going to do. And you know, I'm hearing. It's taking 45 days to get a cash deal closed because the courthouse is closed, so the title searches slowed down, and you know things like that that are are you know this this is a, an unusual situation. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about what's happening in the market, and we're also going to share some advice from experienced investors that have uh, given us their input on that. If you have specific questions about what you should be doing right now, or if you have advice to give to folks who might have never been through a recession, a, a strange market before, you can send those to askvina at gmail.com. That's askvina at gmail.com. And we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Yes, we are, in fact, live today, July 1st, 2020. Um, If it sounds a little weird, it's because usually I'm in the studio and the guest is calling in, but today we're both calling in because that was the only way we could start doing live shows again, and it's just been too long since I've talked to you folks. So uh, we're taking questions at askvina at gmail.com. We're also, if you have a piece of advice, if you're an an investor who's been in the business for, let's say, more than 15 years, so you you went through the Great Recession and learned some lessons, and you had one piece of advice to give somebody who was either brand new or maybe had not yet gone through an economic upheaval, uh, go ahead and send that to Athena at gmail.com. I should mention that the last four months have not been uh, unbusy over here in Dina World because uh, one of the things that, that we got together very, very quickly was that uh, Cincinnati RIA went entirely online with all of its meetings. The, the next week after we were told we couldn't meet anymore, and we are continuing to have twice-monthly meetings. Uh, of course, they are online now, and the good news there, of course, is that that means wherever you are listening from in the entire country, you can now attend Cincinnati RIA meetings. So, so that RIA envy you were getting when you heard me announcing the great topics that were happening, you, you have to envy no more. CincinnatiRia.com is where you go to find out what is happening and to get your link because 
you have to register, and then we send you a link, and then you can come to the meeting. Our next meeting is actually tomorrow night, and this one was one that was sort of set aside for the wholesalers out there. It's uh, early meeting is about how to hire and manage a VA, and Anita Johnson is going to demonstrate, like demonstrate, because she's going to be on her computer, how you go on a website, how you hire, how you post a job, how you hire a VA. And then the main meeting is a panel of five experienced regional wholesalers who each do their business a little bit differently. We've got, got a lady who does some virtual wholesaling. We've got a lady who's only been in the business for about two years, but has done really well in it. And then we've got some folks who've been doing it for quite a long time. And the topic there is uh, what, they, what they're doing right now, what they foresee for the future, what they're going to do in their businesses for the next couple of years. So good meeting if you are or want to be a wholesaler. And again, that link is CincinnatiRia.com so that you can get on to the online meeting. And that brings us around, Bill, to one of the first uh, answers I got when I started polling people on Facebook about if you're an experienced investor and you had a piece of advice to give to somebody who is not an experienced investor about how to get through and prosper in these very strange times that we're living in, uh, one of the first of the 25 or so uh, very good pieces of advice that we got was network and make sure you're engaged with your real estate association. Was that a question? Where it gets weird because Bill, Bill, can't, Bill can't see me saying, it's your turn to talk. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I, I apologize. I, I, was listening, I was looking for the question in your voice. And I, I'd written down notes because when you were talking about uh, the Cincinnati RIA, I had written down for folks to understand that that's, what, that's the first place you go. So when Kim and I started way back when, we joined our local RIA, and it's not enough to join. You have to go to the meetings where there's virtual. But, again, when, the, when people we start meeting face-to-face again, when this thing passes, and it will pass, is you want to go and you want to meet people face-to-face and be around them. But more importantly than that, volunteer. So Kim and I used to work the front check-in desk so we knew who the players were. We knew who to go to. We knew who the good investors were and people you could trust. We learned who it was. And when I heard you say that Anita Johnson is going to be teaching um, at this month's RIA meeting, Anita is fantastic. Absolutely adore her. And when you can be around and listen and learn from someone like that, do, because it's invaluable. So do I think yeah, you should be around other investors? Yes. And, and, and let, me, let me add another, another ask for listeners just to send to askbean at gmail.com. I would love to know whether your local real estate association is actually meeting because some, some are, some went on, go to webinar, Zoom or whatever. And some I understand are just kind of shut down. They're, they're not, they're not really doing anything. And that's a huge um, <clears throat> mistake <laughs> I understand. I mean, you know, a lot of people had never been on a Zoom meeting before four months ago, and I understand that there's group leaders who are like, I just can't even, I can't figure that out, I can't deal with it, whatever. But it is in times like these where you most need 
to be hearing from people who have your local market figured out because this is the real estate market is not the same right now in every part of the country. Uh, it is the case in every part of the country that I've heard about that inventory has just cratered that it, it, it's, I, I can tell you in Cincinnati and Columbus where I've actually looked at the numbers, the, the number of properties on the market dropped by 30% between April of last year and April of this year, May of last year and May of this year. We haven't seen the June numbers yet, but I'm sure we're going to see the same thing. So we were already low on inventory, and now we are desperately low on inventory, which ironically means that prices are still solid or even rising in a lot of the country because of this weird thing that's happened where there's undoubtedly a lot fewer buyers in the market, but at the same time, there's a huge decrease in the number of sellers in the market. So wandering back to the point I started to make, doing this on your own in the sense of you're sitting in your house, you're, you're wondering what steps you should be taking, you're not sure what's going on in the market. You're not sure if there's any contractors available. You're not sure if there's any buyers available. You're not sure if anybody's actually going out and trying to rent units. If you were to buy a rental, would you be able to rent it? Um, that's a mistake because there's, there's people in your market who know the answers to all of those things. And if there's a problem, they, there's people in the market who've already figured out how to fix it. And the only way that you can consistently get around those people it's through some sort of a RIA meetup something, and, of course, it's got to be meeting. So I, I'm, I'm very curious to hear from folks from around the country about whether your real estate association is still actively meeting, and you can send that answer to askbean at gmail.com. And remember, remember to say which association you belong to. If you say, oh, my group's not meeting, I don't, I'm not quite sure uh, what group you might be talking about if you say that. So, Bill, what is what is going on in Bill's specific world? Like, what what is your plan? Uh, first of all, Gash Crystal Ball, tell us what's going to happen <laughs> over the next year or two, and then tell us what you're doing about it. Okay, so first of all, my, my crystal ball got shattered. I did not see the virus coming. I did not see the the big downturn coming where banks would be closing down and all the foreclosures would happen in the Great Recession. So I've learned, you know, I can do short-term crystal ball, and even then I'm iffy. But I do know that people always need houses. So if you're going to find good houses, great neighborhoods, great areas of town, uh, non-rental neighborhood. That's I like to have rentals in a non-rental neighborhood where you don't have many te- no, have many tenants or rental properties. Those houses always seem to be good. So kind of what I've spent a lot of my time doing is Kim and I pretty much reached the number of houses that we needed to have for us to you know live the life the way we wanted. So we got them all paid for, and we're very happy. But at the same time, I'm still doing a lot of deals, but I'm not doing deals so much for us. I'm helping investors do deals. So when I get a phone call and someone's like, how do you put this together, or how can this be funded? That's how I keep my tools sharp. So I've always appreciated the phone calls because of that. 
but I'm still seeing people go out there and one of the one of the phrases you use a lot, Vina, is um, uh, "don't be an e or," and meaning is you, there, there's always opportunities out there. And right now in this market, there are a lot of people who want to keep their home, who have lost their jobs, and let's say they're on some type of uh, uh, unemployment program, but they've lost their jobs, and they have a thousand to ten thousand dollar problem. And that can be easily solved, but the problem is they can't go to a bank and get it because they don't have a job. But it's an easy problem to solve, and that's where maybe some options work com- comes in. Or, because I, I won't loan to someone on their personal residence, but I will do an option on it. So there's a lot of different ways things can be structured to fix problems. And it just, for most investors, get around an experienced investor. That's what you find in your local RIA. The gray hair, bald head, being a hate that when I say that, I know that. But she is she is the goddess, so she defies time. But for for the rest of us, just be just be around the experienced investors, and they'll help you walk through the deal. But don't don't wave your flag and you know don't don't roll up the shade, pull down the shades and say I'm done, because this is a great time to be out there. And I'm seeing the people who are out there are finding things. And Vina, you might want to talk about some of the deals you've done just over the last two or three months. I will I will leave that discussion. With this comment, I really appreciate all of my competitors here in the Cincinnati area who have not been returning phone calls from sellers, who have <laughs> not been doing marketing, who have not shown up for appointments, because you are making my job so much easier as, as, the, as the person who still is. I've I, I bought several deals. Uh, the, the results of our marketing, and we're actually going to come back to this because this is one of the questions we got at askbean at gmail.com, have been better during this time than they were before. And the number of calls we're getting from people saying, oh, my gosh, you answered your phone. I got I got 10 postcards this week, and I you're the ninth one I've called, and you're the first one who actually picked up the phone. It says a lot about what's happening out there in the in, in the market amongst real estate investors because of course it's only the real estate investors who are uh, sending out the postcards all right we need to take another quick break and when we come back we are going to answer questions from listeners who are sending them to ask the vena at gmail.com ask vena that's askz like in victor ena at gmail.com and we'll be back right after this Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, our our inaugural live again show. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a weird four months because I have been at a radio station doing a radio show every Wednesday night for, we missed the anniversary, Mike. Anniversary's in I April. Know. And we, and we need that first show too, by the way. I know, I know, but... I think this is year 24 that this has just been like, I just show up and I see Mike like every week and, and there's been four months without that. So um, been, been an interesting time. Um, Bill, I want to go ahead and go to the questions uh, and we can come back to some of this advice that uh, you have and other investors have that's more general, but we've got uh, questions piling up in the email box at askvina at gmail.com. Uh, first of all, Brant 
says that his group, Mid-Atlantic RIA, which is up in Baltimore, is meeting online and that Alan is doing a nice job with it. So props to Alan from Mid-Atlantic RIA. Uh, this question is from Tom in Northern Kentucky. He says, given what's happening with COVID-19 and the rest of the mess, how would you rank that the market, how would you rank the marketing you do a few older sellers don't want you in their house, and in some cases, courthouse records are inaccessible. And that, by the way, is another one of those weird challenges we're having right now, is that if you're used to marketing to pre-foreclosures, you haven't seen one of those in four months. If you're used to um, going down to the courthouse and finding out who's delinquent in their taxes, good luck. <laughs> the courthouses in a lot of the country are still closed unless it's an emergency. So um, finding the people that we would typically market to has been a lot bigger challenge. And then we've got the second challenge of people being nervous about you coming into their houses. And, and as you say, especially older people, but let, let me give you an observation. The number of people over 60 that have responded to marketing is that's that's probably the biggest jump is in the in the over 60 crowd uh, for, at least in my world I, maybe somebody else has a comment on that about what's happening with their marketing and what I'm hearing a lot of is yeah it's just time like I I've had this rental property I've been thinking about getting rid of it for a while and now I, I'm just like reconsidering my whole life and I'm going to, I'm going to rid myself of this property. Or as soon as this is over, I've decided to move closer to my kids in Florida or North Carolina or whatever. And so I need to get this house sold and I need not have to do any work to it. So I think a lot of people are, are thinking about their life choices. We've all had a lot of time in our houses, often with mini martinis, to help us along in the thought process, uh, just to just to think about you know when when things get back to quote normal, do I want to keep doing everything that I have been doing? And I I'm, I think I'm I think what I'm seeing I think what I'm observing is that a lot of people who are in that over sixty age bracket are making some big decisions about I'm done landlording, I'm done with this house that's too big for me, I'm done with this house that, you know, my spouse passed away five years ago and it seemed like a really good idea to keep it at the time, but now I just want a little condo where I don't have to mow the lawn. Um, so we're, we're not seeing a huge number of people who don't, who don't want anyone in their house as long as we can reassure them that we're going to be appropriately protected, right? And I have a box of 100 masks in my car, and I also have a box of 100 sets of rubber gloves in my car because, you know, I'm in a stranger's house. I'm going to be touching stuff. I don't necessarily want to be doing that either. And once we reassure them that, you know, first of all, you can just go outside the house. If, and, and we can show ourselves through if that's what you want to do. And secondly, we have masks, we have gloves, we understand the issue. I think we've had one seller who canceled an appointment because he got nervous after he set the appointment. 
So that was a huge concern at the beginning. I don't know that it's turning out to be as big a deal as maybe we all thought it was going to be. Now, on the other hand, I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't live in New York City. It might be a, it might be a different issue in a place where the infection kind of ran rampant there for a while. But I, I'm just not seeing the issue. Now, there's one other thing I want to I want to kind of put in everybody's brain here, and that is we are prepared to offer sellers the opportunity to get a get an offer based on a virtual tour. Have you have you thought about that? Have you thought about okay, seller, put your put your phone on FaceTime. Walk around the house. I will tell you, like, if you pass over something too fast, then I need to see what that was. And based on that, I can, I can tell you exactly what we'll pay. I can even write you up an offer. Now, ultimately, there will need to be an inspection. But it won't take very long, and it probably won't change the offer at all. So you might want to think about offering that up as an option to a seller who's really afraid to let you into the house. Okay, so... Uh, Bill, here is a question for you from Bianca. She says, do you, re- do you recommend that new investors get started in investing during this time of recession uncertainty? So she's not asking how she should do it. She's asking whether she should do it. And the answer is yes. Absolutely, positively. But like with any new investor, when they start out, and I can't ever suggest this strongly enough, Think of it this way. If you were learning a language, a foreign language, and you had just started learning it, so you knew how to say hello, goodbye, right, left, hot, cold, things like that, you knew words, but not how to speak it. So let's say it's Spanish, and you move to Barranquilla, and where everybody's speaking Spanish. You're not going to really do very well there because you don't understand the language. However, if you had someone with you that was an interpreter, to help you understand things, and that person was by your side all the time, that would help out a lot. And so I think when anybody who's new, one of the best things they can do, and I've done this a bunch of times, so when I was learning how to do mobile homes or I was learning how to do rentals or I was learning how to do creative financing, I partnered up with, with experienced investors. And by that is I would go out and I would hustle and I would find the situation that I thought might be be able to be structured into a deal. And in finding a situation, I then turned to, this is why I was in Maria, I could turn to someone who I knew was competent, trustworthy, they knew what they were doing, they were experienced, and I would give them half the deal. Now, I found it, but oftentimes the experienced person brought the know-how, the experience, and the money. Now, they couldn't have done the deal without me because they didn't have the deal in hand. And I couldn't deal the deal with them because I had the deal in hand, but I didn't have the know-how. So I think for someone who's newer, find someone to bring into your deal. And that is, to me, is one of the best ways to do because you're going to learn on the job how real estate investing works. You're going to do a better, safer deal. And often, whatever deal you got worked out with the seller, the experienced investor you bring in can make it better and safer for you. So, yes, go out and do something, and you want to be able to – Talk to sellers, whether it's virtual, or you, I'm a door knocker, so you go out and knock doors and then back up from the door 10 paces, which is 30 feet, that will work. But get out there. 
And while we're speaking in metaphors, <laughs> the metaphor that came to my mind when Bianca asked that question is, let's say that you were shopping at a new store. And see, w w women, women will get this because, like, we tend to have, like, two or three clothing stores that we go back to over and over and over and over again. And, and shopping at a new store feels a little intimidating because you're not sure if you're going to like anything, if you're wasting your time, all that stuff. So you're shopping at a new store, and you walk up to it, and there's a big sign in the window that says, everything's on sale. Are you going to, to be less likely to want to try that out when everything's on sale? Or are you going to be like, oh, no, this is a great time to go into this new store because everything's on sale. That's not where we are right at the moment, but when people feel comfortable about putting up their properties for sale, moving, all of that sort of thing, my crystal ball says we're going to have a property sale because that's what happens when there's a recession. And we're, we're, we're already in a recession. It's not like the recession is coming. Like, it is, it's, it's here. And recessions mean job losses. Recessions mean foreclosures. Recessions means people have problems that happen to involve real estate. You know, the problem isn't, isn't the house, really. The problem is I don't have a job. And simultaneously, there are people who would have been in the market to buy their houses who are no longer in the market to buy their houses because they don't have a job or they're worried that they might not have a job next week or their spouse doesn't have a job. So demand goes down, supply gets pushed up by people who just need to sell, and the way the market reacts to that is that prices decrease. When I first got into the market, Bianca, um, back during a prior recession, the year of which I will not name, I, everything was on sale, and I didn't even know it because I was I was brand new to the real estate market. I just knew I could go out and make you know 15 offers, and one of them would get accepted, and it seemed like a good deal that would. At that time, I was doing mostly rentals and lease options, so it, it would cash flow and. Owners were, were, were willing to finance because they really, wanted, really, really wanted to sell their properties. And I didn't know the world wasn't like that all the time. Over the next 10 years, we had sort of a boom in real estate, and then we had another recession, and then we had another boom in real estate. And I didn't realize that I had gotten in at a time when it was relatively easy to buy and relatively easy to get owner financing. And I'm really glad I did. If I'd gotten in at the top of one of the markets, I might have given up because, you know, my God, I've made 30 offers and nobody will take it. Nobody wants to talk to me about financing the house for me. But when you're coming in at a time when things are more in the doldrums, it's actually easier to get started because there's less competition, there's more deals available, there's more options for those deals available. So I am going to repeat Bill's resounding yes, and the way you spend the next few months while we're still in this weird phase where demand is lower but supply is so low that there's nothing on the market is you learn, 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 learn. Did I mention that Cincinnati RIA's meeting tomorrow night is online, and you might want to go grab a link 
at CincinnatiRIA.com because you are welcome to come. I don't care where you are in the entire country. Um, Bill, go. Oh, actually, we need to take another break. I'm sorry. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, if you have any last minute questions, go ahead and send them to askvina at gmail.com and we will be back right after this. Support comes from the Ohio Senior Medicare Patrol Project at ProSeniors. There has been an increase in complaints regarding genetic testing. Medicare strictly limits coverage for genetic screening tests, but does cover many genetic tests that meet the criteria for diagnostic tests for those used to treat cancer and other medical conditions. Screenings must be medically necessary and ordered by your doctor to be covered and approved by Medicare. More information and to report any potential fraud, waste, or abuse at 1-800-488-6070. That's 1-800-488-6070. And we check on traffic. We have a new problem. It's a road closure. Kavanaugh is shut down at McHenry uh, because of police activity. Still have an accident in Hamilton at Ashtree on Spring Grove at Mitchell. Also the ramp from East 74 uh, at 75, or 2E74 from 75. We still have uh, US 42 shut down near Fields Ertle because of an accident and an accident blocking the right lanes of South 275 at Eastgate uh, Boulevard, Ohio 32. Your forecast tonight calls for partly cloudy skies tonight, a low of 67. Tomorrow, sunshine will warm up to 91 tomorrow, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, sunshine with highs around 94 degrees. We'll have the full forecast along with the news of the day coming up at the top of the hour on Local 12 News. Right now it's 91 degrees. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We are, in fact, live today. And uh, I have a quick ask for you folks who are listening right now. Um, in, looking, in looking forward into the next few months, I'm trying to figure out what topics are of kind of highest importance and value to you right now to get you to get you out of that. I, I don't know what to do. Should I do anything? Uh, I don't know. I don't know literally what I need to do. Like I don't have a skill that I need. Something like that. And uh, I'm doing. I've got a survey up on Real Life Real Estate's Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash real life real estate. Uh, it will literally take you 20 seconds to fill out that survey, and it's going to make some important decisions about what I do going forward in the way of education. So if you could just take a second and go to facebook.com slash real life real estate and fill out that survey, that would be awesome. Uh, so, uh, Bill, one of the people who shared some advice about what people should be doing during this interesting but potentially opportunity-filled time is Prentice. And Prentice says, you know Prentice, he says, you must have a plan, and your plan is your plan. It's not my plan or some think tank's plan. You must use your strengths and minimize your weaknesses. I met my goals in six years in real estate, and then I quit. That was 25 years ago, and I can still do what I want, go where I want, and buy what I want. You don't need to spend $25,000 to learn the, quote, secrets. All of the secrets are right at Cincinnati RIA, or probably your local RIA group. Prentice happens to be a member of Cincinnati RIA. 
My mentor, Jack Miller, did 153 deals in 156 weeks and then went on vacation with income of $46,500 per year in 1970. It's a job, and the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And Prentice is a very, very wise man. Yes. Um, so uh, Kathy says, there's so many. Number one, if you're not passionate, get out. <laughs> because it becomes... <laughs> Hey, that's good advice, man. Don't go, don't go start a new business that you hate. If you if you hate your business and love your job, keep your job. Who cares? It's not you know, it's not like incumbent upon you to become financially independent. Be happy. Um, she says, know the tax laws before you do something stupid. Don't overextend yourself because it causes too much stress. Hedge yourself with different ways to make money. And understand the time value of money. All super good advice. And, Vina, it goes back to what we were saying before is partner with someone who knows what they're doing because you'll learn so much more. And, and I, I'll, I'll use the first – I did a mobile home deal. That's just where you buy a mobile home for cash and sell it on time. And I partnered with a guy named Dyke Spotiford. And people were saying, well, you're giving up half the deal. I promise you, I got all I gave up was some money, but what I gained in experience allowed me to do a lot more Lonnie deals, and allowed me to do to to buy a mobile home park down the line. So the experience I gained from him, the knowledge I gained from him, just through our discussions and what I should be looking for, it was so worth it to me. So just just don't ever discount other people, you know, experienced people's what they bring to the table, and understand they're bringing a lot more than money. Mhm, mhm. Very true. Um, it's interesting as I'm paging through these responses to the question, "What advice would you give?" It is really clear that basically everybody who responded and said anything about strategy at all is somebody who bought a lot of um, investment assets as opposed to doing a lot of flipping. Because I'm getting advice here like Alicia says, don't leverage your properties up to the max, um, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. Uh, so it's interesting that the most, or at least of the folks who responded, the most experienced people seem to be directing people not toward the so-called beginner strategies, not that they don't require any information and not that only Beginners can do that, can do them, but the popular beginner strategies of wholesaling and retailing and directing them toward just buying some stuff and paying it off, uh, which I know was, was actually your path. And there's, there's a lot of little comments in here about at the beginning, if you can do it yourself, do it. So don't hire a plumber to come replace a washer in the sink in your rental if you can do it yourself. Um, Kathy, who I think you do know from uh, the Dallas area, says, save money. Another one said, if you're young and you can sleep on your parents' couch until you've built up some assets, do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't waste money on lifestyle when you're starting. Does does any of this sound familiar, Bill? 
Yeah, this is what you know, when Dorsey uh, Bodiford was first starting. She had just graduated college, and her dad kind of wanted her to go get a real job, right, to experience the real world. And unfortunately, he had Dorsey work with me. And I went, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard your dad say, and your dad's a genius. And I said, right now, you, you, you can live at home. You have no expenses. This is when you get into investing. And that was 10 years ago. And now she's a very successful investor. She's married. She just had her first child. And she has done extremely well. And thank God she didn't go join corporate world first to see that she didn't like that and got started right away. So I agree with the part about sleep on the couch, do what you have to do, get your foot in the door, get started. And that's, that's great advice, particularly like when I remember when I was in my 20s and 30s, which was, you know, actually last year, um, I didn't mind any of it. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't love canceling the subscription to the paper to save the 36 bucks a month. And I didn't love having basic cable. And I, but it didn't really bother me. So, I mean, you, you know, you're willing to, you're willing to do that stuff when you're, when you're super young. Now, if you're, if you're getting started at 50 and you've got three kids at home and a spouse who doesn't, want to use the Walmart toilet paper and, and all of those sorts of things, your path might be a little bit different. But at the same time, if you're that age, you've probably built up some credit and maybe some IRA funds that you could invest. So, so maybe you don't so much have to, but I think it's important, you know, while you're, while you're thinking about getting started or building your business, do you want to, and do you have the time to take it real slow, buy, buy a property or two a year. Anybody can buy a property or two a year. I don't care what your time commitments look like. Or do you want to do what Prentice suggests and what Ray here suggests, which is buckle down for two years, three years, six years, make a lot of sacrifices in your lifestyle, and build up a, an estate not, not that you're planning on dying, but build up, build up real estate uh, to the point where you can then spend the rest of your life sort of doing the things that you want to do. So, yeah, making a plan is a great idea. And, that, and that's what Kim and I did. You know, we thought it would take us – we started when we were in our mid-30s, and the goal was by the time we were in our mid-50s, we were done. So it, it took us a little bit longer than normal. The, you know, you can do it in maybe 10 or 15 years, so it took us a little bit longer. But we achieved the goal where we had all the houses we needed, everything's paid for, and my wife lived on Walmart, Walmart toilet paper. And Dina knows this because she's heard Kim say how much she hates Walmart toilet paper. And now she gets to use the good stuff. She gets to use the puppy Charmin, and she's very happy. And also, Dina, before we're done, i got to make sure I say this because I say this for the benefit. You know, we did a class together not too long ago, and this is for the members of that class. I did have a question come in on my, my email asking, well, when did you get started? And I said, you know, I really can't tell. But, you know, it was the first time that you – it was right after the first time you ever voted, and it was right after women got the vote and Calvin Coolidge was president. So you've been at it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. People can't see sorry, you, Bill, sorry. so they don't they, – you know they're not getting the <laughs> joke, right? So I'm sorry, I suspect – I suspect, Mike, that we are about out of time. Yes, we are, Vina. So. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we knew so, that. So I want to I thank you, Bill, for joining me on short notice here and for sharing some of your wisdom about uh, what folks ought to be doing. I want to thank you, listeners, 
for finding us again. And I want to encourage you again to go to facebook.com forward slash real life real estate. Uh, fill out the quick survey that's there and uh, check out the Cincinnati RIA meeting tomorrow night by going to CincinnatiRIA.com. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, everybody have a great week and happy investing. And we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Goodbye, everybody.